Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. It's your boy, E-Man. It's your boy, Mo. Today is a very special episode. Uh, season three, season three of the Killer Crossover Podcast. This is uh, the first episode of the new season. Uh, we will be previewing the 2022-2023 NBA season that kicks off on Tuesday. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, Mo, first of all, happy anniversary, my brother. (laughs) Happy anniversary, (laughs) man. It was actually a couple of days ago, uh, Tuesday. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, it was actually yesterday. Mm-hmm. yesterday so my boy's sipping on a cold one right now so cheers <laughs> cheers to everyone listening cheers to my brother uh sorry yeah it's, i mean it's been that kind of week but today and today's been that kind of day but um th- we're, we're gonna change we're gonna change the vibe we're gonna switch this up this is a drink to toasting to our to our third season Absolutely. of uh, the killer crossover podcast <laughs> absolutely salute Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna hit on this season. This season is coming up on in what a week, less than a week, Tuesday. Less than a week, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday will be ring night for my Warriors um, versus your Lakers. Just starting it right off the bat. <laughs> we about to get our asses whooped. The NBA, hey, you don't know. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things going on right now. So hey, man, we'll as see. long as as long as AD can get through four quarters without crashing the ground and in, in, in pure agony, I'm good. <laughs> 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 I'm good. I don't care if we win or lose. Just let that man be healthy. Hey, honestly, for his sake, as long as. He- if he could play 65 to 70 games, I will be happy for y'all. And I'll be happy for him. Shoot, I'd be happy if he played 55 to 60, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hoping for 65. <laughs> just for just for him. Just for basketball. Like, basketball yeah. basketball is better with a healthy AD. I would agree. I'm not confident in that number, but you know what? Stranger yeah. things have happened. <laughs> Hopefully his uh, off-season workouts uh, help out a little bit. Hopefully, only one could hope. <laughs> but yeah, where did you want to start? Did you want to start with our prediction, our ranking predictions, or did you want to start with whatever storylines? Well, uh, let's start with let's first let's start off west. You know, all right. Uh, we'll get into our predictions. And then we'll transition into um, a few other things. All right. So let's start off with our uh, predictions. Who do you think? Do you want to start off? Let's go. Uh, let's go. Top six uh, for sure playoff teams. Ooh, top six in the West. Now this this is hard. This it is, is hard. really hard. So in no particular order, no particular order at all. My surefire six playoff teams are the Warriors, Clippers, Denver, uh, the Suns, Mavs, Grizzlies. I'm not mad at it. I wanted to put in. I wanted to put the Pels in so bad, but it's just they're 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 a show prove me team. Like they're the sexy pick out West. They're mm-hmm. the, out of all the teams. With, not, not name the Clippers. They have the most. I won't say the most hype, but they have they have a nice little buzz around them. But you know they have the problem with the potential problem with the Pelicans is potential help, and their three best players in Bi, CJ McCullen, and Zion both have extensive injury history. So it mm-hmm. made me really think. As of right now, I can't put them in my top six. Yeah. Well, those are the yeah. six teams. My six teams are pretty much the same, except Spicy Take 
Number one, <laughs> I, have, I don't have the Nuggets in the top six. I don't, have, don't have the Nuggets. Ooh, you gotta explain this, bro. The because in top six. they got a healthy MP, MPJ coming back. They got a healthy mm-hmm. Jamal Murray. They still got the two-time so, defending champion, um, champion, MVP. two-time defending MVP and Joker. Right. And they right. added, and they added, in my opinion, it was a very underrated move with adding KCP to KCP. that team, which I feel sure. like he had he uh, fits in perfectly. So you're gonna have to really explain this, bro. So I agree. I agree um, that KCP fits in perfectly. My thing is, I think it's gonna take them a lot of time to reintegrate Jamal Murray, and just relying on. I mean, I'm I'm almost guaranteeing that he's not gonna be playing back to backs for one. Um, and then that's in addition to any other rest you might need. Um, and, and then MPJ, I got He's, he's kind of like AD. I got, I got to see a healthy season from him. Like I, I really want to see him play at least 60 games, 65 games, just to be a contributing factor in pushing that team over the edge into the playoffs and past the first sec past the first round past the second round um but i just don't have that faith right now because of their injury history and then the unreliability of aaron gordon who should be one of their top players but isn't um i just it's it's tough for me um who's their who's their backup point guard because uh that's what's his name and, and they that's Mon- that's they a don't big have Monte Morris anymore right exactly and that's the that's the biggest thing is who's gonna run their second unit I mean are they gonna I mean yeah they can stagger Jokic and Jamal Murray but then I mean your backup point guard is what Ish Smith yeah I mean, <laughs> We've seen what point. happens when I get your <laughs> point. Yeah. we see what happens when Ish Smith is your is when you're relying on Ish Smith as your backup point. So to to sum it up, just to, just for people to actually hear it come out of my mouth in no particular order, the the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Mavs, the Timberwolves, the Warriors, and the Clippers are my top six. Um, personally, I. And putting all right, here's my order. Clippers number one. I think they're gonna have they're gonna start out hot. They're gonna have a hot beginning of the season. Um, they'll kind of taper off a little bit towards the end, but they'll do enough to stay number one. Uh, the Warriors at number two, the Mavs at number three, the Wolves at number four. I'm sticking with that take, with the Wolves at four, <laughs> and then the Grizzlies at five and the Suns at six. The Grizzlies just because. Um, Losing Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to hurt them a lot more than they think. Um, a lot that's more than a huge lost. Um, yeah, that's a- uh, the rookie that they have in his pl- that they're starting in his place. He's not doing a terrible job. Um, he's putting up numbers, but in terms of the chemistry, in terms of the experience, I don't know if he's going to be enough to help them reach that upper level like they did last year. Um, and then again, John Morant's health um, and uh, Dylan Brooks's health. Desmond Bain disappeared in that series last 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 season. So um, I have them coming down a few notches. And then the Suns—they just have so much drama and everything going on in their locker room. And then you know, with the with the sale now, and I really and. They're they're actually holding out Jay Crowder because they're looking for the trade, and I think it's kind of showing on the defensive end right now. That I mean, I know it's just preseason. I get it, but I kind I think it's kind of showing in the in the in the preseason right now the the effect that not having Jay Crowder is going to play. Um, and the Warriors at number two. Um, Big part of why I put them at number two was because of all the drama that's going on <laughs> with Draymond <laughs> punching I, Jordan Poole. <laughs> yeah, I honestly now 
I wanted to get your take on that, but I think personally that has been way overblown. Uh, whoever leaked that video should be fired, hundred percent. For sure. I'm not con- I'm not condoning what Draymond did. Uh, he's a very mm-hmm. emotional guy, and these sort of antics have have hurt him in the past, yeah. and have hurt the Warriors. But I I just feel like that whole situation was way overblown. I think. Jordan Poole's not stressing out over that. I don't think the team is stressing out over it. I think everybody's just trying to move past it. There's been issues with, there's not issues, but there's been rumblings uh, on ESPN that their chemistry is in jeopardy, which I don't believe at all. (laughs) Because as long as you have Steve Kerr and Stephen Curry, your chemistry and culture are just fine. Uh, So I think the Warriors will be all right. I um, yeah. I actually have them as a top two seed as well. Uh, but going back to the whole Draymond Poole uh, situation, as a Warrior fan, just briefly tell me your thoughts. Uh, I, I'm, I thought the same thing as you. I thought it was way overblown until I saw the video. Um, the video leak fucked up a lot because it, and um, a bunch of them were talking about it in their press conferences it's better that these things get kept in-house that way they can deal with it internally but the fact that it leaked number one that person definitely needs to be fired um even if it's the owner's son who works for the team one of the owner's sons who works for the team he needs to be fired um whoever it is they need to be fired uh secondly i just so A bunch of my friends and I have been talking about this ever since it happened. Um, there are a couple people who <laughs> are saying that one Draymond should be suspended. Maybe, maybe not. Some people are saying Draymond should be traded. Um, honestly, a complete if I overreaction, think, in my right. opinion. Right. Yeah, definitely. In, in my opinion as well. Um, just because I think Draymond gives us the best chance at winning a championship and his chemistry with Steph. I mean, the one thing you want to do is keep your superstar happy. And if Steph says he wants to play with Draymond, then you keep Draymond. Um, Besides, if you're going to trade someone between Draymond and Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is going to give you a better return because his trade value is a lot better than Draymond Green's, especially now after this incident. But uh, Draymond Poole, even this incident aside, Draymond Poole, I, Draymond Poole, Jordan Poole, his his value to other teams is higher than Draymond's value to other teams. Draymond's value to us is higher than it is to other teams because because of what he does for us because because of what he does for Steph so that's where it gets tricky in terms of like which is another point that people are bringing up is the extensions uh so again yeah you is Draymond a max player probably not but you're gonna give him the max amount of money that you can because he's that valuable to your team He's not a max player on other teams. Yeah. Here's here's the issue with that, though. Not to cut you off. Like, okay, yeah, he wants his extension, but financially, does it really make sense? Because I think Poole's deadline is Monday. I don't think they're going to get anything done between now and Monday, mm-hmm. right? No, there's I, 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 But yeah, go we'll, ahead. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Wiggins is in the last year of his deal, and the way he played in the playoffs, the way he clamped up Jason Tatum, he deserves a new contract. For sure. 100%. Then, then you have the young kids. You got Moody, you got Wiseman, and you got Kaminga, who are still on their rookie contracts, but eventually, if they continue to develop like the organization thinks that they will, you're going to have to pay those three as well. So it's, 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 really tough financially for me to justify just I'm not a warrior fan obviously but just as a basketball fan in general it's really hard for me to sit up here and justify paying 
Draymond, who's going to be 34 this year, max money. Like, I understand his value. I understand what he brings to my team. But I have young guys that have younger guys, I should say, that have earned the right to get paid. Talking about Jordan Poole, talking about yeah. Wiggins, especially. So I have an obligation, um, if I'm a GM, to take care of the younger guys first. And Draymond sure. is going to have to, to be honest, he's going to have to put his ego to the side. If he really wants to stay a warrior, he's going to have to be a Tim Duncan and take some discounts. And to that, so I agree. And that's why they have put the younger guys uh, as higher priority. That's why Jordan Poole is the first one up. Uh, and to that point, I think that's why I think they're going to get something done with Jordan Poole uh, by Monday. I, it'd be foolish not to, because if we were to wait until next year to match an offer sheet, we're going to end up paying a lot more. We're going to end up paying, I think it's $20 million more than we would if we were to extend them right now. Um, so they're saving money. They're saving money right there. Um, technically saving money. Uh, Wiggins, his deadline is June 30th, right before a free agency starts. So, uh, yeah, we want to lock him down, but we also don't want to just like, we, we want to see what we can get from Wiggins. If he could repeat for sure, give him a max extension. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because defensive wings, two-way wings, are at a premium in the league right now. You pay for those. Yeah, you open the sure. checkbook for those types of players. They win you championships. For sure, for sure. In terms of Draymond, so his max is still lower than Wiggins' current salary. So, so there. So just just putting that into perspective, you know, there there's a little there's a little more leeway there. And then when you talk about extension, it's like, okay, how long are we going to extend you? It could be anywhere from two years to five years. At his age and at his, the way his game is moving, it doesn't look, it, he's peaked already. Uh, all right, I'll put, it, I'll put it plain and simple. He's peaked already. So his game is declining. So you're not going to go anything past two years. You want to make sure that in that after that second after that second year extension, you can re-sign those younger guys that you were talking about, your Moody's, your Kamingas, your Wideman's. So I think they can make it work. Where it's gonna be tricky is when it comes down to Clay. Because we're gonna wait till Clay, I mean Clay's eligible for an extension this year, but we're gonna wait until next year uh, to extend him and see how much we're gonna uh, give him, but if he balls out this year, that's where it's gonna get tricky with Draymond. Um, if Clay is somewhat what what he was like last year, maybe he can take a discount to keep the championship core together, and then maybe he could, he could eventually make his money somewhere else. I mean, right now, yeah, I mean, right now he's on a max contract extension. Yeah, from while he was injured. Right. I he mean, mi he missed two years of that contract, too. So exactly, and not not only that, but then we gave him that extension while he was injured, like while after was hurt. after yeah. that mm -hmm. uh, finals when he initially got hurt. But he he earned so that contract. He definitely did he earn that contract. It. But being out the two years, maybe he's like, okay, you know what? Maybe my value is not as high as. I think it is, or maybe they gave me enough money where I could be like, okay, I'll take a discount and then maybe I can make it back later. Or maybe he could get like a, some kind of deal with uh, incentives and bonuses where if he meets a, you know, certain checkpoints right. in terms of games played, minutes played, uh, you know, getting all NBA, you know, all defensive teams, then yeah, that'll like, that'll probably make up for what he what whatever discounts he took right so but yeah um in terms of the draymond and uh jordan pool thing i agree it was overblown um again once that video came out it looked a lot worse than oh, yeah. what anybody else thought 
and oh, it looked way worse. I think, I think the fact that one, the Warriors didn't suspend him, um, and I'm okay with that, especially because it just came out today that Jordan Poole said he didn't think Draymond needed to be suspended. If Jordan Poole thinks that Draymond doesn't need to be suspended, then, you know, for one, that boosts Jordan Poole's value uh, super high because he's being so mature about it and he's, you know, letting the organization deal with it. Um, And then, so now it falls on Draymond to do what he has to do to get better, to, I mean, whatever, whatever mental issues he's got going on, whatever personal issues he's got going on, whatever it is that's that's kind of instigating him and making him act whatever way. Again, no excuse, but he needs to be better. And I think he admitted that kind of half-heartedly in his in his apology but he but nonetheless nonetheless i think he still he still admitted and he knew he knows that he has to do better especially as a role model to his younger teammates he's he's a leader he's the heart and soul of that team right right like uh steph is the face he's the franchise player but he said it himself he is the pulse of the Warriors, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're as good as Draymond wants to be. Because when Draymond is at his best, our team in general is unstoppable. <laughs> because he does make other people better. He does make other people worse if he's like <laughs> playing like shit though. So, right. <laughs> so, and like you said, he's the, he's the pulse. He's the heartbeat of the team. If the heartbeat's weak, the body's weak. <laughs> so, you, know, <laughs> you heard what the man said, medical analogy for that ass. <laughs> so, right, um, rounding out your last, so we you, you, you mentioned your top teams. six. Yeah. We're rounding out the rest of the West with the playing teams. We have spot seven through ten. You can so go seven. first because I'm I'm still yeah. kind of thinking about mine. <laughs> seven, seven. I got the Nuggets. Um, I had them just outside the that top six. So seven, I got the Nuggets. I have them battling out. I think it's going to come down to them and the Suns at the end of the season for that sixth seed. Um, but se- seven ultimately will be the Nuggets. Eight. It hurts me to say this. As a Warriors fan, I think your Lakers are going to be at number eight. Wow, you got way more faith than I do, brother. <laughs> no, I think I think Darvin Ham. I think Darvin Ham is going to get in, get to this team. I think he's going to get into their heads, and uh, he's going to be to the Lakers what Mark Jackson was to the Warriors. I think. Okay. Um, I think he's going to give them somewhat of an identity, and. I do think that they'll, and this is not what I'm basing my predictions off of, but I do think they will find a way to trade uh, Westbrook. And you guys sure as hell hope so. (laughs) But yeah, I think that I think they'll find a way, and I think you guys will get better from the trade. The Um, fact that we didn't pull the trigger on the indie trade, bro, is beside me. Bro, fuck them picks, bro. You see the meme? Fuck the picks. (laughs) Get rocks out of LA, bro. Get hey, Russ out of LA. You see me yesterday. Tweet I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I was flabbergasted. I was like, what the hell? How do you, how do you turn down a potentially championship contending roster? I'm trying to tell you, for two picks, Miles Turner with AD, we can do some things with that, man. For two picks, where if you're, even if you're, even if you're good, if you're good, those picks are going to be bad picks. <laughs> right. Exactly. But they're gonna be late. For, they're gonna be late first round picks to begin with, more than likely. And yeah. those late first round picks, they normally don't crack your rotation anyway. They'll probably be D league players. So yeah, why are you so enamored with those picks? Yeah, and like yeah, no, it just it, it 
That that shocked me. I was, it's, I was just... it's not like we develop talent anyway. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this that's just our MO. Like we always want to get man big fish. We don't develop players. And then to be honest, it's hurt us as a team. Yeah. I'm perfectly honest with you. Yeah. I mean, unless unless you get that diamond in the rough like your your Kobe's. I mean Yeah. I mean that what that was your last homegrown pick, right? I would say Superstar. Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum who developed into a But then he he ended up leaving. Yeah. They yeah, ended up yeah. trading him. Right. He was involved in that Dwight trade, I think it was. Uh yes, I believe you're right. Uh but so then, rounding out the yeah. rest of my West. Um so uh you said your whole ranking, so I'll just go ahead and say mine. Oh uh, no, uh, I got two more. Two more. My bad. Okay. I got the okay, Pelicans go at nine. I got the Pelicans at nine and the Blazers at ten. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have uh, defending champs at one, Clips at two. I have Denver at three. I have Luca and the Mavs at four. I got Phoenix at five. Grizzlies at six. Although I'm not entirely confident with that pick, I have Minnesota at seven. You know how I feel about that Rudy Gobert trade. <laughs> <laughs> Eight, I got the Pels. Nine, I have my Lakers. And ten, just like you, I have Portland. Yeah, I mean, really, after nine, it it's whichever one tanks the least. <laughs> and out of those, least, so. and out of those four slots, I think the more likely playoff teams will be Minnesota and the Pelicans. I do sincerely believe, and I've told you this through text, and we've already spoke about it during tonight's show. If AD is AD and he's putting up 26 and 12 consistently every given night, playing outstanding defense, and more importantly, being available and staying on the court, I do believe that they are a playoff team. But I cannot definitively say that right now because we have too many questions more than answers. So that's why I have them at nine right now. If you guys, if you guys get to the playoffs and you're that eighth seed, and you guys like got it figured out, if you guys are healthy, I would be scared for the Warriors if they were number one. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 get it's, it's we're gonna be a tough out. I I. Don't see us getting past the first round. Like if we play the Warriors or the Clippers, I see it maybe going to six, possibly seven. Yeah. So if we get in, it's going series. to be it's gonna be a good series. But I just feel like our weaknesses, our weaknesses will will be exploited. But that's based on because the it's rosters. A, so. Yeah, it's a better roster <laughs> yeah. than last year. Last year's yeah. was terrible. But you know. The signings of Lonnie Walker and Juan Tassano Anderson, they were solid signings, but they don't really move the needle for me personally. Right, right. So that's why I can't, I, and I, you know this, bro, I'm a diehard Laker fan, but I, I keep it real with you all the time. For sure. For I sure. cannot sit here and say that, yes, confidently say today that we are a playoff team. I think we can, I think our ceiling is playing, but for us to creep into the sixth spot, a lot of things are going to have to go our way. Uh, maybe we decide to part ways with Russ during the tra- some somewhere between now and the, in the holidays, or maybe mm-hmm. before uh, during the trade deadline. Uh, but from what I've been hearing, what I've been listening to, Darvin Ham seems to really want to seems to really think that he can save. Russell Westbrook, and I'm using air quotes because our audience can't see us, but he wants to take on that challenge. I am not confident that that <laughs> challenge is going to going to work because you're dealing with a player that's played the exact same way his entire career. He doesn't Literally. know either. He doesn't know any other way but to play how he's playing, how he's been playing. Yeah, that is true. We'll, that is true. We'll see, man. Yeah. See. Moving east, moving east. How how's your top six look? Your first year playoff team. Top six, man. In no That's particular rough. order. 
I have Milwaukee, I have Brooklyn, I have Philly, I have Celtics, I have Miami, and I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Those are my top six. Okay. All right. Mine's similar, um, but in a different order. So I got, at number one, I got Bucks, then I got the Sixers, then I got the Nets, and then I got the Hawks, the Celtics, the Cavs at number six. I got the Heat just outside uh, the top six. But yeah, I think uh, playing team. my playing teams. So I got uh, seven through 10. I'm going Heat, Bulls, Raptors, Pistons. I wanted to put the Pistons higher, but um, I, I got to see. I got to see it first. I got to see um, how their pieces other pieces work together and I gotta see Kate just like I mean just like everyone else I gotta see Kate play some games I gotta see him healthy I mean honestly I could make a case for the the Raptors to be a fifth or sixth seed because I believe they were a fifth seed last year mm-hmm. but you know Nick Nurse is a hell of a coach the only thing that they lack is star power and they're a little bit undersized but not only they're a little bit undersized, but they have multiple guys that are like between six, seven, six, eight, and six, nine. So that makes them scary defensively because you can so switch just everything. Switching everything, right? Exactly. So, I, like I said, I can honestly make a case for the Raptors to be a fifth or sixth seed, but the lack of star power that they have makes me think that they're going to be in that don't be in that playing mix yeah and i took that into consideration too um and that's part of the reason why i have them at nine but um my biggest reason why i, why I have them at nine is just because i feel like they didn't really do much to get better this offseason i um, agree with that they got they got auto porter who who adds some shooting um versatility defensively but uh yeah i don't i i, I feel like they didn't really they didn't really do anything to get better. Um, yeah. I, they didn't, and it doesn't even have to be like sexy moves where they're making like huge splashes. But like you said, getting some kind of star power or even just getting some kind of some kind of upgrade somewhere, even if it's like your sixth man. Like, who is their sixth man? Right, Because I mean, you're starting. Uh, is so that's is a Gary, great question. Is Gary I don't, Trent the sixth man? I don't, I would just—I don't even know, bro. I don't really because I mean, you're starting. Like that. You're start. You're starting Van Vliet. You're starting OG Siakam. You're start, starting yeah, Siakam. I don't know. Siakam, Scotty Barnes. So is Siakam your starting center, and then Gary Trent starting a shooting guard, or is Gary Trent the sixth man, and you're starting a, like a true center? I would like to think that Jerry, uh, Jerry, Gary Trent is their starting two. With, with Van Fleet in the backcourt. So then you're starting off fast and you're starting off small because Siakam's, what, 6'10", yeah. 6'9"? Generous. Same thing with Barnes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh. I honestly don't know who their sixth man would be. Maybe they should make a trade for Jordan Parks, and I know Utah's in a fire cell right now. Hey, I mean, yeah. Yeah, give him a couple picks, a couple of second rounders, maybe. And then contracts to match it up. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, get, rounding get, out. Get you a Jordan Clarkson. Get you a shit. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson. Even a Mike Conley. <laughs> I think <laughs> he, I think they. <laughs> I think Jordan Clarkson will fit in well in, in in Toronto. Oh, for sure. Definitely, I agree. Uh, so rounding out Eastern Conference on my end. No particular order. I have the Atlanta Hawks. I have the Chicago Bulls. I have the Raptors, and lastly, I have the Hornets. I wanted to put the Hornets in there too, but um, I don't know. I think losing Miles Bridges is gonna is gonna hurt them uh, a lot. Yeah, that's gonna hurt them a little bit. And then, and then, um, but you still have Melo, and that's the engine that makes the Hornets. You do go. still have Melo, but he just got injured. Uh, yeah, I saw that a couple days ago. So. Yeah, looks, so he's gonna be out a couple of weeks. He's be out. Yeah, he's gonna be out a little yeah. bit, but um, it wasn't a high ankle sprain. I think 
You're putting a lot. It wasn't a high ankle sprain. They said it was like a grade two. So I'm thinking minimum of three weeks, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not much longer. But yeah, get well, mellow. Um, I just, yeah, I just. Uh, that's a lot to put on mellow's shoulders. Yeah. Carry that team to the playoffs or to the I play mean, in even. He's 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 been he's been he's been groomed for this though. Out yeah, of all true. out of all out of all the ball brothers, like he's the one that built for these types of moments. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Speaking of man, if Lonzo doesn't play this year, that that's gonna suck for his career. <laughs> man, I, I man, I uh, I haven't been more disappointed in 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 a player in a long long time like i was just excited for lonzo to just be in the league i was excited for him to be in the be uh in the laker uniform and i understand why we made the trade at the end of the day it was a business decision but as a fan of that kid man from watching him at ucla i just wanted to see him flourish and then it's like he, he just was on cannot, his last year yeah he was and he played well in new orleans in sports too in yeah. spurts too it's just for some reason he just cannot get in his get out of his own way and it's always ankle or knee or ankle or knee and i'm just like damn man like i just want to see that kid healthy just as a basketball fan for sure with your rankings um let's 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 talk about end of season awards early predictions early predictions of course it's going to change of course it's going to change come playoff time but what are your early predictions for? Let's start with actually. Let's just go all five: MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Most Improved. Okay, uh, MVP. Uh, last year I said Luca. I was wrong. This year I'm still sticking with Luca. I think it's his time. Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going with Bam Adebayo. Uh, I think he comes back with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he was highly, highly upset about not getting any votes. <laughs> Uh, uh, last year's awards um, voting, but I think he uses that as motivation. I think he finally gets his uh, his hardware this year. So yeah, he will be my pick for defensive player of the year, coach of the year. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyrone. Luke. That'll be my coach of the year. Uh, that's yeah. contingent on the Clippers, help, sure. but he has the best roster the deepest roster, the most versatile roster. And he is a masterful tactician when it comes to strategy and adjustments. And I think you're going to see this Clipper fan, uh, this Clipper team uh, do some good things this year. And I can't believe I'm saying that as a Lakers fan. But yeah, yeah Ty Lue Ty is my choice for coach of the year. Uh, rookie of the year, this is easy. It's Paolo, hands down. I, don't, I mean, there's some great rookies out there. I'm really sad that Shed is on the shelf for uh, a full yeah. season, but Paulo Bancaro, that's 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 the easy choice for for Rookie of the Year. I just hope he stays healthy. Um, six Man of the Year, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna stay in the Bay. I'm gonna say your boy J, uh, J, uh, JP go, nice. go, goes ahead and takes that thing home. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, what else is that? Most improved. Most improved. Most improved. Hmm. Most improved. I am gonna go with uh, Jalen Green out of the, out of Houston. I think he. Uh, I think he. He had a great rookie season. I think he easily increases his points per game to over twenty. Uh, you know, obviously Houston is rebuilding, but they they got some nice pieces um, in Houston. It's just, you know, development and growth, growing pains and such. But I think Jalen <laughs> yeah. Green will be most improved this year. Okay. All right. Uh, MVP. <laughs> All my, a bunch of my picks are going to seem like homer picks. MVP, I got Curry <laughs> because I, okay. I just think. I mean, that's not actually, a homer no. pick, bro. That, no, 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 no. no. That you, know actually what? Happen. That. you know what? Scratch that. I'm not going to go with Curry. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kawhi because I got Clippers going number one, and if Clippers are going number one, it's gonna be because Kawhi is right. healthy enough, and yeah. he shows everybody that you know he shows everybody why he is that good. 
He got to play more than 60 games too, though, to get that for award, sure. in my opinion. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I think I think you got to play about 60 games to, to be eligible for it anyway. Yeah, I would, yeah, that's, that's a good point. But I would give him 65, 70 games. Yeah. And if they're number one seed, then yeah. Yeah, I can, he'll he, uh, definitely be a finalist. Yeah, so I'll go. I'll go with Kawhi, um, rookie of the year. Same, same with you. I got to go, Paulo. Uh, it's just, I mean, unless somebody does something spectacular, like if Jabari Smith brings the Rockets to the playoffs, or you right. playing, then and then you'll get some consideration over there. But Paulo is just so. Right, he's just a match of nightmare for six ten, two fifty. What the Dude. fuck do you do with that? I mean, you can't do nothing with that, man. Like he got guard <laughs> skills, you'll he got see. point we'll guard see. skills. He can play all five positions. Like we'll see. There's there's some solid big men who are elite defenders, um, like Bam, as you mentioned, Draymond. Yeah. They'll exploit Paolo's weaknesses. Yeah, I, I no, they'll definitely will, but I still don't. I still see him averaging. No, definitely, but I still see him averaging 17, 18 points a game this year. Personally, fair enough. Fair enough. I can see that. I can see that. Eighteen points, maybe like ten rebounds, nine rebounds, eight rebounds, six or seven assists a game. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You You don't think so? I mean, you got Cole Anthony and he's he's got a lot of playmaking ability. And I yeah. think you'll have the ball depends on the, more than the others. I think it's. I think it depends on the system that they end up running. I'll give you that's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, defensive okay, player. Okay, we'll, we'll give him five six, five assists. <laughs> <laughs> defensive player of the year. This is a homer pick, but I think this whole situation, Draymond. I think this whole situation is going to light a fire under under his ass, and he's going to. He's going to go back. He, first of all, he thinks he should have gotten Defensive Player of the Year last year, even though he didn't play in those games. Um, and to be fair, in the games that he did play early in the season, he was undisputed. He was like, I mean, yeah. Before he got hurt, missed all those yeah. games. Like you said, the first half of the season, he was Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. And I think, I think he's out to prove that. And I think he will get his defensive player of the year his uh second only his second defensive player of the year uh this year coach of the year i'm going with tyron lu just like just like you um especially if i have the clippers you know that high tyron lu is going to be a big part of that um he damn near brought him to the playoffs last year without Kawhi and paul george so uh i think if if they could get number one or number two, he should be he should most likely be coach of the year. Uh six man of the year, keeping it, you know, the same as you. I think, you know, and just like um just like some people thought Jordan Poole should have won six man of the year uh last year. Uh he didn't play enough games as the sixth man in my opinion. I so, thought he should have got most improved. Oh for sure. For sure. A lot yeah. of people thought he should have got most improved. Um he might even he might who knows he might be good enough he might have improved enough to be most improved this year too but uh we'll we'll see how that goes i think but i think uh jordan Poole is gonna play enough games off the bench starting on the bench um to qualify for six men of the year and uh most improved i got james wiseman this is a homer pick this is a homer pick but the way I've seen James Wiseman move in the preseason, looking good. He's looking oh good, man. My goodness, he's looking like, good. It just his awareness, night and day. Um, just his timing on the court, his feel for the game. Like that's not something you could just like. That that's that's definitely not an overnight thing, and that's definitely something that shows like he's been watching, he's been paying attention. He's he hasn't just absolutely. Been, like, going through the motions through his rehab and everything he's been paying attention. that makes y'all that much that makes y'all that much dangerous if he can tap into that defensive potential too for sure and i think i think eventually he takes over the starting job over kavan looney um looney's definitely gonna make it hard you didn't draft him that high to bring him off the bench let's be real (laughs) that is true but um 
I mean, if he doesn't, I mean, well, that's that's no shade to Kavon because he's earned right. it because he played his right. ass off in the playoffs, exactly. especially and in that final series. And we have that luxury where right. Kavon Looney's like he's a, he's a quality starting center, um, but he's getting paid like he's a bench player, like he like he's a like he's one of the last guys off the bench so and he took credit to him he took a huge discount i honestly thought he should have gotten paid more um even by the warriors but you know I remember you said on a i remember you said in a previous episode that you'd even be okay with him leaving if it meant him getting the money that he deserved so yes yeah. yeah because i honestly think that he could have made somewhere between like 15 to 18 million a year somewhere oh absolutely but i mean it just shows it just shows how much winning and playing with people you like matters who would be your surprise team in both conference my surprise team so my my surprise team in the east would be the pistons okay Um, they're young, because, but yeah, um, I think they did. A lot. They were they were kind of sneaky this offseason, in my opinion. I think they were I think they were kind of sneaky in their in their moves in their uh, improvement. I think, and this is not like something to go off of again preseason. And he got injured anyways, but I think Bagley is going to find his way in Detroit. Um, and he's gonna finally find a role. Um, I don't think he's gonna be a star like like people thought he was gonna be, but I think he's gonna find a role and he's gonna he's gonna do pretty well at it. Um, Kate Cunningham, I think, takes another step uh, towards being great. Um, Got Ivy there. That's a hell of a backcourt, bro. That's a nice backcourt, yeah. right there. Yeah, well, yeah uh, not bro. Ivy, Jaden Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I was like, Royal Ivy, that's a long time ago. <laughs> it's like, damn, yeah. was, you took her back 06, 07? <laughs> but yeah, he was uh, with Texas Longhorns. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Cunningham and Ivy, that's that's a hell of a backcourt. And then you got Sadiq Bay, uh, 3D, improving 3D. And uh, Duran, right now he's coming off the bench, but man, he, he reminds me, he, that's shades of Ben Wallace right there. I think uh I think yeah, if anything, if anyone's gonna be my surprise team in the East, it's gonna be the Pistons. In the okay. West, my surprise team would be I'm gonna man. If Chet didn't hard, go down, right if, if Chet didn't go down, it would have been OKC. Um, right. actually no, I'm gonna say OKC because I think getting nope. I'm still gonna say okay, see, because I think Giddy has improved enough that he could like help them make some noise, especially with Shea. Um, with SGA, I think they could they could fight for like a playing spot. Right. I don't think they'll, they'll get to it, but I think yeah. So they would be my surprise teams if you know out of the blue. Who are yours? Out west, it's New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I just that team just oozes with potential. Uh, For sure. The only thing that the only thing that really stops them is is injury, you yeah. know. But I just feel like you know, healthy, motivated, motivated Zion, CJ, uh, Br. That's as good as a trio there is in the league. Love Herb Jones, a great, great mm-hmm. three and D guy who's only going to get better. Uh, the little Puerto Rican cat, I don't know his name. I forget his name. He scrapped his shit. There you go. Grand he scrapped his shit. Brings great. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's scrappy. As, you know, he's scrappy as shit, and uh, he's going to really bring that energy off the bench and. Just Willie Green, under the circumstances last year, doing with everything that he had to deal with, with the Zion controversy and the injuries and integrating CJ in a midseason trade, 
Like, he really coached his ass off, bro. And I just think he's going to continue to grow and get better as a coach. So I really, really like the Pelicans. Uh, I, I do too. I, they have a, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry not to cut you off, but. Uh, oh, you good. You good. People, people forget that after they traded for CJ McCollum, like, they went on a winning streak. They went yeah. from, they went from tanking yeah. to playoff team. Like, they literally right. got to the playoffs. Yeah. And. Right. I mean, they got they got whooped in the playoffs, but they did. <laughs> they made it to the playoffs, and yeah. you don't you don't get there by accident. Right. And depending on how they start the season, and if they keep everybody, you know, healthy, you know, their core healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if they were they finished as high as fifth or sixth. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised yeah. right now. I think agree. I have personally, I have them now down as a lower seed just for again like the Lakers the unknown they have they have a few question marks you know help incorporating you know incorporating uh, uh, Zion back in the fold and the simple fact that you know they're, they've been one of the most talked about teams the offseason so they're not going to quote unquote sneak up on anybody anymore they've earned that respect to the point where okay when you Team plays New Orleans, they're in for a dog fight. So, uh, yeah, again, if they're healthy, man, I I, I can have them. In, I, I can see them in that fifth or sixth seed. So I'm really high on them. Uh, East, I got. I'm high on a two two teams. I'm looking at the Cavs uh, with the addition of uh, Spider Mitchell. That gives the Cavs, uh, you know, some star power. Uh, yeah. a, a closer, if you will, in in, in tight games. Uh, Darius Garland was a was a uh, was an All Star last year, so it's going to be interesting to see if those two can develop any type of chemistry, so they're not stepping on each other's toes. But that front court with Jared Allen and and Evan Mobley is 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 a defensive nightmare. It's a defensive coach's dream, and Cleveland, uh, I think, is going to be really good this year. And I'm also looking at the Hawks. Uh, we've talked about this in previous episodes. I really, really like that trade for Dejounte uh, uh, Murray. Yeah. It, it was a solid trade. Uh, if I'm Trey, I'm happy as shit right now because it takes a lot of pressure off of me. And now I can play off the ball a little bit more. They can yeah. utilize Trey like like the Warriors utilize Steph, coming off of uh, moving off the of screens, playing without the ball. Uh, I really like that move, so I think the Hawks have a chance to sneak into that 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 top six. But right now, with the way that the West, the weather, the East is, it's sort of top heavy. It's really hard to to justify them cracking into that top six. But anything could happen. Yeah. Uh, do you think you think the Cavs? I mean, yeah. So do you think you think the Cavs would? be considered a surprise team even though they made the playoffs last year and they were like one of the top seeds up until injury hit them um i mean it's surprise in the sense that they're adding they're adding a legit star player like yeah. and they haven't had so it star. makes more of a legit contender. yeah since lebron yeah. now obviously okay. i'm not comparing spider to lebron but <laughs> no for sure you know Donovan is he had he's had his struggles but he is a legit scorer in this league he is a star in his own right. I don't think he's a superstar, but I think it's safe to say he's a top 15, top 20 player for an yeah. all-star, you know? And, you know, he's he seems like he's excited for a fresh start, and I think Cleveland's going to fall in love with him. So, I, I, in that regard, to answer your question, yes, with the addition of Spider, I do think that that constitutes them as a bit of a surprise, but... yeah. You know, that's no disrespect at all. That's For actually sure. not a slight. For sure. Who do you think, uh, what coaches do you think are in the hot seat? Ooh, good question. Good question. Um, starting, start back, starting the, uh, in the East, I think two, 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 two coaches are in the hot seat, and they're both in New York. I think Tom Thibodeau <laughs> and especially Steve Nash are on yeah. the hot seat. <laughs> Out West, out west, ah oh, man, to be honest, man, West has some hella, co- hella good coaches, bro. So I don't really know 
who would be in the in the in the hot seat right now? Like if because if you look at it, the Rockets are rebuilding. OKC is rebuilding. Uh, Jason Kidd did a phenomenal job last year. Chauncey Billups is going to be better in year two. You know, we just got Darvin Ham, so I I don't think any team out west is any coach out west is in the hot seat. So I can't think of any. So I think so. I agree with your uh, your East coaches. I think those two are in the hot seat: Thibodeau and uh, Steve Nash. Um, in the West, as fair or not, I think Chauncey Phillips is actually in the hot seat. Um, in year two? In year two. Um, just because I think they expected, even though they've, even though they messed up the roster uh, from the beginning. And not only that, they like, missed pretty much all year last year too. For sure. And, but that, but that's part of the reason is if Dame is healthy and they still start off like really poorly, I think Chauncey Billows will be um, on the chopping block. Again, fair or not, I think he's. I think. He's, yeah. uh, I think. He's I mean, and then if if Mike Brown could get fired after five games, and <laughs> Earl Watson could get fired after three, I think anything's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then out west, I think, and again, fair or not, because they're rebuilding, I think. Uh, Steven Silas is on the hot seat in Houston. Um, uh, I mean, you, you can't really have any expectations if you're a Rockets fan at this point. They're just too young. Right, but at the same time, like the development, how far you're, how far you're going with the roster that you do have, um, it, it, it's, if they don't see, I don't think, I think if they don't see the type of improvement that they want to see, I don't. I know they're not expecting playoffs, but if they don't see some type of at least improvement, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna move on from Steven Silas. And again, just so like Chelsea Billups, fair or not, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a scenario at you. So we're gonna stay out west. I'm looking at a particular team. I'm looking at the Denver Nuggets. So in help with. If healthy, they're one of the they're, they're a top three seed in the West. I think we can both agree on that. But due to due to injuries, um, they haven't reached their full potential. They've gone home in the first round uh, the last couple of years. In your opinion, if the Denver Nuggets don't at least reach the Western Conference Finals this year, is Matt Malone gone? Mike Malone. Mike Malone gone. Excuse me. No. I think if they don't get past the first round, he's gone. I think if, if they get past the first round, they're going to take other things into consideration. Um, okay. I like to but, think Denver thinks that they have a championship level roster. Do they not? Do they? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Are they right to think that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why wouldn't you? Why would? Why wouldn't the ceiling be higher though? So I do, because I do think that there's room for improvement. Um, I think if you can upgrade Aaron Gordon, um, if you can get uh, a legitimate backup point guard, um, and so if if they do that before the deadline, and and they don't. You know, make it to the to the Western Conference Finals, or if they like, yeah, then, then yeah, Mike Malone will probably be in the hot seat then, because uh, now you're getting giving him a for real legitimate roster. But okay, yeah, I don't know that stuff. I mean, like, shoot, like you said, uh, Utah is having a fire sale. If right. they could, if they could get Mike Conley to be the backup point right. guard, shit, exactly. Use, no. Use Aaron Gordon's contract, right. and you know some, you know another piece, and then some picks. Shoot, I think I think right. getting Conley would be would would make him a championship team. I think that would be an excellent addition. Yeah. So one more scenario, potential hot seat, and you're probably gonna think I'm crazy for this, but 
Monty Williams, former coach of the year, takes them to the finals. They lose, obviously. They come back last year. They win 64 games. They're clearly the best team in the entire league. They get embarrassed, humiliated on national TV. Teams have gotten better in the West. They've stayed pat. You have the Jay Crowder piece. You have the funk between, the reported funk, I should say, between Aiden and Monty Williams. And a lot of people are not as high on the Suns as they were in past years. So my question to you is, should the Suns have an early playoff exit? Is Monty's job in jeopardy? Yeah, if they have an early exit in the playoffs, yes, for sure. Um, If they get to the Western Conference Finals, no. That's going to be tough for them to do. So in the second second round, if they get knocked out in the second round, I think that's where I'm, like, getting kind of iffy. Um, yeah. I guess it, I guess it kind of depends on how they get knocked out. Um, it'll also depend on Chris Paul. <laughs> I, yeah, I honestly I, think I that's mean, the best way yeah. to move on from Chris Paul is to get rid of Monty also. So, no, Follow-up question. Is, in your opinion, is their championship window closed? Yeah, I think so. Because I agree. because I think their championship window relies on Chris Paul, and I think Chris Paul's championship window is closed unless he would join the Lakers or the Warriors or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I so, thought that their best I thought their best shot as a, at a title was last year. Personally, yeah. That's all the time we got for today. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Killer Crossover Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Emankoa at E-M-A-N-K-O-A. Mo. Sir, you can find me on Twitter as well. Uh, your boy Mo87. And we are out. Till next time, y'all. Peace. Out. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks for joining us.